At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. Hour number two, final countdown here on a Friday. Viper in the Warthog Friday, Matt Brown, Jonathan Von Tobel, producer Steph behind the glass, real person. I would say it was the last Friday, but I've been told that before, and this is like my third since, so. I'm yeah, back. we'll just we'll just keep we'll keep it rolling. Stormy goes on vacation like every other like every every week. So Quite I mean, like, yeah, I mean, she'll, she'll probably some other vacation next Friday. So you're, you're still you, you'll, you'll, you might be back. Still in can't get Brent to say my name in the intro. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll, we'll work on we'll work on that for next season. How about that? We'll work on that for next year. Next year, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Indianapolis Colts, New York Giants. I got contract negotiations coming up. <laughs> right, throw it right, in right, there. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm. That's that's what I need. If I'm going to extend, I need my name in the intro. <laughs> Five and a half to six in favor of the Giants at home over the Colts. 38 and a half to 39 is your total. As we know, the Giants can um, Giants can can get a pretty easy, I'm not going to say easy win here, but they, the Giants can certainly get an easier path than they could have because they've decided to stick with Nick Foles in, with the uh with Indianapolis Colts. And listen, I think that's probably the right strategy. You and I have talked about this. They need a quarterback. They need one of these draft picks. They need to move up the draft board. Don't win this game, which I'm not, we say often players are going to play. Correct. Upper management can do what they can do. Coaches can kind of do what they can do. This would be, I'm not going to say a franchise setback win for this team, like, like it would be for the Texans. I'll like, say like we'll we'll say that for sure. Like it would be it would set the Texans back like forever if yeah. they if they if they won. Um but from a Colt standpoint, like look, guys, you're in a really good spot right here. This is where you want to be. Uh, don't win this game. 
I don't know what I mean, Giants in a money line parlay. If you don't want to lay, if you don't want to lay the five and a half, if you don't want to go that route, and mm-hmm. you think that they can't win by margin, I mean, can't you find maybe a dance partner for a money line parlay or something here? Because I just don't see a scenario in which the Colts not only win this game but want to win this game. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I agree. And again, you're talking about the players. Players will always try. So if they're in a position to win and they can, they will. Uh, but the point is, is that this offense has really no explosiveness. The quarterback play is subpar. Um, and frankly, the coaching is not that good, mm-hmm. right? Like this is a team that in the second half of games, which is a clear sign of coaching has been absolutely smoked since Jeff Saturday has taken over as head coach. So this is a team that I think like has all the indications of a team that not only wants to lose, but if they tried really can't get anything. I mean, look against the chargers, right? The chargers were yeah. like Colts win the game, yeah. take it. It's yours. And they didn't want to do it because they were that poor, especially on offense. And again, we, we talked about this earlier in the week. The other sign of poor coaching, Matt, is when you have a practice squad guy who just got with the team that week, and what do they do? Their game plan is open it up and take <laughs> shots downfield against one of the worst rush defenses yeah. in the National Football League, by the way. So I think all of that put together, you know, you can make the case there's five and a half starting to appear. If it starts to dip a little bit more, do you want to lay it with the New York Giants potentially? The Giants, I think, have been much more like better served for betters in those roles of catching points, being able to stay mm-hmm. within some of these mucky, dirty games. I'm not sure if I want to go out there and lay it and ask them to win by that margin. So instead, pair them up on a money line parlay if you'd like. Do you want to go like Lions and Giants right. money line parlay, whatever it is? Totally acceptable, but I just don't find a case to back Indianapolis, especially on a non-key number of like six. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people who who are taking the points with with Indy this week, and it's kind of like, oh, it's the it's the ultimate buy low, and it's kind of like, well, sometimes I think teams are just dead. Like right. it's not like you're you're not buying low, you're buying like a dead. Like you you go in, it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to take this team that maybe is sitting on the ground right now, but they can rise up and then they can move on. This, this would be like, no, it's dead and rotting, and so why would I buy this dead and rotting thing that's on the ground? It's not going anywhere, and I kind of feel like that's where the Colts are right there's now. There's value, though. There's value. Yeah, you can yeah. There's, there's no, some... I mean, look, I, I would say the ultimate buy-low spot is them catching a full seven, not mm-hmm. just grabbing six for the sake of it, right? Like, right. oh, they were catching for three and a half against the Chargers, and they're catching six here at New York. That's definitely a buy-low spot. Like, yeah. maybe, but right. uh, I, I don't think that this is a coach that or a team that gives you any inspiration that they're going to stay within that number. New Orleans Saints and the Philadelphia Eagles, five and a half to six in favor of the Eagles in this one, 41 and a half. We know it's going to be Gardner Minshew that's going to be going for the Eagles. They are not in a must win quite yet, though I think they'd like to go ahead and get it out of the way this week yep. and uh, not have to worry about week 18. They could lock up the number one seed with a win over this Saints squad. Of course, the Saints shown not very much life here the last few weeks of the season. Doesn't look like Olave is going to go this week either, so they're basically devoid of talent. We know uh, Alvin Kamara is also banged up for this Saints team. Now, it's not all it's not all rainbows and unicorns here for the Eagles either. We're talking about Lane Johnson is at least going to miss the next two games for them. Their standout right tackle. We're talking about a guy here that Pro Football Focus has him ranked number two overall in the NFL and from a pass blocking standpoint, and then he has not allowed a sack or a quarterback hit all year long. So that's, you know, Lane Johnson, literally a, a difference maker from an offensive lineman standpoint. We often talk about offensive lines as a whole and saying, oh, their whole offensive line isn't good, et cetera, et cetera. But like when you talk about a singular guy like Lane Johnson, it is a big, big, big downgrade with him not out there. They also lose their corner, uh, nickel corner in Avante Maddox. He's going to be out at least for the next few weeks with a toe injury as well. So Philadelphia not coming in completely healthy in this thing. That said, even with those guys out and even with Gardner Minshew, a lifeless Saints team with nothing to play for, 
I can't imagine them stumbling here. And we kind of said, maybe you play the Giants in a money line parlay. Maybe it's with the Eagles or yep. something. You know, maybe it's like one of those type deals. Obviously, I think the the, the way that you're slipping here, if there's like slippage from the, um, the Philadelphia Eagles, it's your ground game defensively, mm-hmm. right? Looks it's worst, which has happened, right? They're, they're not the best rush defense in the National Football League. And Gardner Minshew looks like a backup quarterback. Yeah. Like, that's the path you're going down if the Eagles are going to be unsuccessful in this game. And Minshew was fine in the matchup with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, There was nothing really. And to be honest with you, I was kind of impressed with Minshew more than his numbers and grade would indicate Mm -hmm. because he was so aggressive. Right. They were his average at the target was 11 and a half yards downfield. Um, Still committed only one turnover worthy play. So I think, like, that's the picture you're painting if the Eagles are not going to, like, close this thing out as the one seed in the NFC. But are you banking on that? And right. I, I would say that that's probably not something I'm willing to go to here. I think, I'd, to be honest with you, they were talking spread. They could rather lay six with the Philadelphia Eagles yeah. here. So, again, if you, if you did want to do that money line parlay we were talking about, like uh, Giants-Eagles, it's about yep. it's about even money. So, like, you know, it comes out to about even money. So, uh, you know, just, just throwing that option out there if you wanted to go that direction. I, I can't see either one of those teams losing this week. It's just I don't know if you, you want to be laying this type of number. This one is the one that's super interesting to me. JVT, I want to get your thoughts, and I'm, what am I missing? Is the Panthers and the Bucks? this sat three all week long, and then this morning just rattles all the way to four in favor of the Bucks. 40 to 40 and a half is your total in this one. I didn't see any news come through that changed what we would, how we would view this Panthers team and right. or the Bucks team either. So I don't know if this was just people holding off and then finally some sort of release came out or something by one of these groups or whatever it is, but... Uh, all the way to four now in favor of the Bucks, and I guess the question everyone would be asking is: is is the are the Bucks four points better than anyone? <laughs> well, right, you know. Um, so we're gonna do this right where it's like this is the week where you know Tampa Bay is gonna do it. They're gonna cover a number, right? Yeah. They've only covered one game since week <laughs> two, but this is gonna be it. And we're gonna like I just don't know why. And here's the thing with Carolina, like like quietly all year long, Matt, as we've discussed here on the show. They've been top half of the league defensively, yeah. like all season. They, yeah. They've been really good. They've been really solid. They play the run pretty well. They're secondary solid. They have guys who can rush the passer. Like, like this is a team too. Now it has plenty of motivation, obviously, when it comes into this game. Right. Like I just, I like, I'm, I'm to the point now where when you're talking about supporting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like at least when you're talking about teams like Indianapolis, right? You you could point to signs of that buy low that we were talking right. about. Tampa Bay's shown you nothing, and the market hasn't really adjusted that much. That I continue to say this week after week after week. There is no more overvalued team in the NFL than this Bucks team because this whole Brady factor keeps coming into play. And people are like, yeah, but it's Tom Brady, and he's not going to let him not make the playoffs. By the way, you mentioned motivation. Panthers win this week and next week against the Saints, and it's the Panthers who are but going if, to the playoffs. But if the Saints win and the Panthers <laughs> win and then the Saints win again next week and the Bucks lose next week, the Saints win the division. And they're all of the, yes, I may or may not have a preseason Saints-NFC South ticket, so I'm really – let's I, go. I, I also as well, too. Have, let's let's yes, go. Yes, come on. I, I we need this. I also as well, too, have, have one of those. Uh, Dent Foreman has rushed for 774 yards since they traded away Christian McCaffrey. 200 of those came last week against, <laughs> against yeah. Detroit. October the 20th was when that was. Only Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry have rushed for more yards yeah. over that same time span. So that's pretty pretty interesting there. I, I would only be taking – I don't have it in the account. I would only be taking the points with the Panthers. If you're going to give me four, 
I, I'll, I'll take it all day. Let's be fair, too. Sam Darnold, 72.4 passing grade yeah, against Pittsburgh. Right. 70 or 69.8 uh, against Detroit. He's been fine. He's committed one turnover-worthy play since he's become the starter. Like, he's been adequate as a starter for the Carolina Panthers, mm-hmm. and that's all you really need. Browns and Commanders. This is sitting two, two and a half in favor of the Commanders. Uh, 40 and a half seems to be the prevailing total. Carson Wentz is going to be the quarterback for the Commanders, as we know. They have not topped 20 points in five consecutive games. They have not been able to really find find anything on the offensive side of the ball. Now, that being said, you're moving to a quarterback where if if you get everyone that has 50 pass attempts, JVT, Mm -hmm. Carson Wentz will be 37th graded in the NFL behind Davis Mills, behind Marcus hey, Mariota. That's almost top half of the league. Behind, You've had 64 starters. Behind remember. Kenny Pickett, you know, all the stuff like that. And weirdly, the Browns defense has actually shown signs of life here the last yep. six weeks. 13th overall DVOA, number one versus the pass the last six weeks, number three EPA per play allowed. So, I don't know. Again, it's one of those. We said it. There's going to be several hold your nose teaser legs of the week. This is another one for me. Give me the Browns up to eight and a half against this commander's team that I don't think is going to be able to consistently move the ball up and down the field. Yeah, I I think I would agree with all of that. And I do wonder, like with this Browns resurgence defensively, I mean, there's some of their opponents, right? The Saints in that cold win, Mm -hmm. the Ravens game, uh, the Bengals, they lost to um, the uh, Bills kind of gave it to them too. I just, I wonder how much of that is like legitimate, but either way, this offense is so bad for Washington, no matter yeah. who the quarterback's going to be. I think you're going to feel pretty comfortable inside of eight. And, and if we're getting, you know, listen, if we're getting almost a built-in turnover, because by the way, he averaged for, for every one of his starts, he had average over 1.1, 1.2 uh, turnovers per game. You know, I mean, like we're going to get a free turnover. Can they do, can the Browns do something within that? Again, I just don't see a team that hasn't been able to score 20 points in five games uh, winning in margin. So I will go ahead and take the eight and a half in a super low total game as well. We'll continue rolling through Jags, Texans, Niners, Raiders, Jets, Seahawks. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. VEASAN is the gift that keeps on giving. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber for only 79 American and get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today. You also get $20 to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear in the online store. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, betting splits, and betting reports. This is a limited time offer, so sign up for the perfect sports betting holiday gift and get VEASAN Pro access through the end of March Madness. VEASAN.com slash subscribe as always drink responsibly now joining us here stormy bonatoni you don't even i don't even need to tell you who it is you're going to see her face you're going to absolutely know who this is my partner in crime she's down in new orleans i imagine things are going to get wild going to get wacky tonight but before we get going stormy it's 79 american to join a v to be a visa pro subscriber what is that canadian 10719 canadian it is 10719 canadian exactly Look what at can you. I say? Honestly, as soon as you said 79 American, I Googled it to do you justice. Like, I had to do you the honor because you do it every show for us. I am here for you, my guy. 10719 Canadian. It is, in fact, 10719 Canadian. So you are down there for the Sugar Bowl, and you will be covering that on ESPN Radio National side of things. What did what have you found out? Give us the scoop. Give us all the information you're not supposed to tell us. Oh, come on. No, yeah. I did. We did all of the meetings today um, with the coordinators and players from Alabama and K-State. It was really, it was really good and, and fun because it's nice to have two teams that are both actually motivated and wanting to play in this game. And I know that's a little bit surprising from the Alabama side, considering that they're not in the college football playoff. And it's just the second time since the inception of the CFP in 2014, that that's been the case for Alabama. People have called this season the most disappointing maybe ever for a Nick Saban led team because of all the expectations they had coming into this year, the defending Heisman trophy winner, the best player on defense in the nation. And they didn't get to that ultimate point, but in talking to um, in with coach Saban and Bryce young and Will Anderson, like they really feel like they have something to prove in this spot and they want to show that they are, you know, Alabama and what this group of guys 
are really about and they want to go out the right way. And like, I'm not even calling this the sugar bowl anymore. I'm calling this the no opt out bowl because you have that, you have Jameer Gibbs, you have Henry Toto all playing. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then, I mean, on the K state side, it's kind of this David and Goliath feel when you think about the brand that Alabama has and a Wildcats team that's on their second string quarterback. But I mean, Will Howard isn't just any second string quarterback, the way that he has absolutely flipped the switch in his game this season, 15 touchdowns, two interceptions, Deuce Vaughn at his disposal, Cade Warner, Sinnott, like all these guys who are riding such a wave of confidence off that big 12 championship, the epic win over TCU, the goal line stands, the walk-off field goals in overtime. They're, they're so confident and they really care. And I'm, I'm really, really excited for tomorrow. I think it's going to be a really fun, entertaining game. Did you get this sense, or has it come up? It, with the, the true road spots have always been the question for Alabama. This obviously isn't one of them, but why they faltered in some of these foreign environments and and like what the difference would be? Did that come up at all in conversations with them? You know, I don't think not that specifically, but I don't think it's necessarily that like just because it's been on the road that they faltered. They've had a lot of close games this season. Yeah, this hasn't been the standard Alabama you know, seasons of old, but at the end of the day, they only have two losses by a combined four points. Right. And like, those were unreal environments at Tennessee and LSU. I mean, Matt, you were there at LSU. You saw, um, I mean, in the games that came down to the last play of the game. So I think whether it was those two games or even games that they ended up winning, there's so many coin flip moments for them this season. um, That specifically when it comes to the sugar bowl, they want to get over that hump and kind of put their final stamp on this season and have those guys who are, who are going to the draft and those seniors who are moving on to go out the right way. Before we head to the Peach Bowl, look at this fancy hotel room that you're in. It must be nice to be so important in all this. I mean, look at this. That's a fancy picture. It looks like that's kind of like a one of one behind you right there. I mean, I can't even imagine you were in like the presidential suite or something. You're something else. I wish you could see my, uh, my view out here, actually, because you can tell I'm on the radio broadcast, not the TV broadcast. My view is just parking garages. Yeah, well, that's parking just that's just the floor that you're on. <laughs> like, if you're on a higher floor, it'd be a better better view. So you're heading no. you're heading from there over to the Peach Bowl, Ohio State, Georgia. You're gonna be covering that one as well. Uh, we already well documented. We know that you before you even got game assignments, you knew you which side you were going to be on uh, in this one. What are you looking at in Ohio State and Georgia as you dug in a little bit further? Yeah, so I was actually, I was at Peach Bowl Media Day yesterday um, talking to both teams. That that was another, like, just fun. I've been in four states in the last five days. So, like, I've lost my voice. I'm overwhelmed. My brain is scrambled, but I think in the best way. So, hopefully what I'm saying at least has made some semblance of sense here so far. But, yeah, I like Georgia. Um, I did bet them minus six and a half. Of course, now you're seeing sixes out there, so I didn't get the, the best number, but a team that's looking to repeat as national champions, and they have to get this win, obviously, first to make that happen. And Mercedes-Benz Stadium is a place that's been very friendly to the dogs so far, uh, 2-0 in that building this season, and they've outscored opponents 99-33 to in those games. They are the only team in the country that's a top-10 total offense, top-10 total defense, and the defense is really what I want to talk about. And what I had fun talking to a lot of the defensive players about yesterday is that they've only allowed 12.8 points per game this season. And I really think that Jalen Carter is going to come out here and just torment CJ Stroud. I talked to one of his teammates yesterday. It was like, 
Carter at 6'3", 300 pounds. He moves like a running back at D-tackle and is strong like an ox. His combination of just like quickness and strength. He's a punishing guy. And I like that word when we talk about this Georgia team in general. Like they are a punishing, physically dominant team on both sides of the ball. And I think of Georgia, and I've heard a lot of people say this, but I think of Georgia as a better version of Michigan in a lot of ways. And when's the last time we saw Ohio State? It was when they got embarrassed in the second half of the Big Ten title game against Michigan. Ohio State beat everybody else on their schedule by double digits, but they struggled so much against Michigan, in part because of that like dominance on the line of scrimmage for the Wolverines. And you're getting that same bl- blueprint, but like a more explosive version in Georgia. I just like everything about this Bulldogs team. And it's not just because I was covering them for SEC Network this week. I promise it's not just because of the SEC part. Well, it's funny. I was going to ask that kind of like by, by example or, you know, uh, via this question about Jalen Carter, because one of the things that really sticks out when you look at CJ Stroud's story under pressure this season, a PFF passing grade of 36.8, and he's committed seven of his 15 turnover worthy plays while he's under pressure. And that's interior pressure, right? Like that makes mm-hmm. a really big difference as opposed to pressure on the edge of being able to step up in the pocket. I think that made a really big difference for me in this handicap. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I keep on just having the vision. Sorry, Matt. I don't mean to keep on like bringing up LSU in like this time a negative way. But when the quarterback gets like just picked up by Jalen Carter and he's just yeah. holding him here like he's a little ragdoll. That's all I think about. He and is I a little really ragdoll. feel this is fine. He is a little ragdoll. <laughs> but I just, I really feel like because he's 100% healthy. He is going to be getting after the quarterback. And I, I just think that that could make it a really long day for CJ Stroud. I will say though, if you are somebody that thinks Ohio state can win this game, I would just go out and bet them to win it all. I was looking into some of the just recent one, four matchups. Um, I'm not recent, but all of the one, four matchups to this point in the CFP. And usually the one wins, obviously they're six and two in those eight seasons, but the two teams that had the upsets, went on to win it all. And it was Ohio state in 2014 and Alabama in 2017. So if you think the four can win this game, maybe you think the four can win it all. That's what's happened the last two times. Got about 90 seconds here, Stormy. I know you have a ticket in on this Penn state, Utah Rose bowl. What did you see in this one? Yes. I love the youths. I can't get off of them. I know I tried to divorce them earlier in the season, but you know, I just can't quit the Utah youths and Kyle Whittingham. What can I say? I think Penn State's a good team when they play a less than team. Um, Obviously, a four-game win streak coming into this bowl, but it's Indiana, Maryland, Rutgers, and Michigan State, three of four teams that finish with a sub-500 win percentage. Utah isn't that. They're the number eight team in the country for a reason. Cam Rising is dynamic. I think Kyle Whittingham has the coaching advantage in this game. Both teams are without their All-American corners. Um, Clark Phillips said for, for Penn State, Joy Porter Jr., uh, as they opt out to prepare for the draft. But um, I think that that Porter Jr. is a bigger loss for Penn State than than Phillips is going to be for Utah. I just I just really like the weapons around Cam Rising, and I think that Utah is going to have no problem covering the two in this one. People going to uh, see you back here next week? Are you going on vacation again, or what, what's the deal? Like, are you cruise this time or something? Or what, what do we got it. going on? Anything like that? I will I will be back on Monday, and I will be there all week. But then I will miss the following Monday for the national championship. But you can call me then, too. Just call me again, okay? Thanks for letting me know I'm working on that. <laughs> so now you Good know. know yeah. Now you know. <laughs> See, he's finding things out along right. the way as, as this thing goes. She is Stormy Bonatoni. You can find her right here with me next week, apparently. We'll see. Unless something better comes oh, along God. in which she, you know, we might might be touring the rest of the country or something like that. Stormy, thanks for stopping by. I appreciate it. Have fun. 
guys are dorks. Appreciate you. See you soon. We will continue on running through some of these games with a line that I think is really, really curious. Can't really seem to uh, figure this one out. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Big news for our friends in Ohio, DraftKings Sportsbook. Going to be going live in your state this Sunday, the 1st at 12.01 a.m. You can celebrate by taking free $200, so it's a free bet every time you sign up, and five lucky customers. They're going to win a $100,000 free bet. If you live in Ohio and you don't take advantage of this and you're a sports better, then what are you even doing? We already talked about what we would do with the money, so we're going to roll on. Jacksonville Jaguars, Houston Texans. Wait. Pitt's on the verge of taking a double-digit lead in the Tony the Tugger. The Tony the Tugger? Ooh, Tiger. Yes. Sun Bowl. Oh. Well, then. We're look, rooting I mean, for our production crew yes. here. Also, yes. Notre Dame storming back. It's only a seven-point game at halftime, so Sean still has life. 24-17 at half in that one. Uh, Jags and Texans. Jags come down off the four, four and a half, all the way down to three now. 43 is the total. I guess there are some people who are questioning the same thing you and I were, which is, okay, you can say that you're going to play starters, but you have not said how long you are going to play the starters. And I guess a lot of people started to come in and maybe start to read between the lines at least a little bit, a whole bunch of people. And I I hope this is not because Trevor Lawrence is listed as questionable, but he's been listed as questionable for the last five weeks. So if you have not been paying attention to this, he's played every single time he's been listed as questionable. If that's the reason this came all the way down, then again, people aren't paying attention. I can only assume this has to do with the fact that this game means nothing for the Jags, and maybe people are finally coming along the same train of thought as us, where we're like, hey, look, the reason we can't play the Jags here, even though those numbers should be on the other side of seven probably, is because – Hey, we don't know how much we're going to get of these guys. Um, yes, I, yes, correct. And I actually was kind of surprised by the fact of like where the number was and what the market was kind of doing here. Again, like Jacksonville, why risk it? Yeah, mm-hmm. the biscuit is next week, right? <laughs> There's no need to come in here and try to do something like heroic or you know do it no. for football. Like who cares? Like just get ready for next week. That's all that matters for the division. And even if you like roll some guys out, maybe you pull them at halftime, whatever it is, but. I think we're also starting to see there's a shift kind of happening now in the National Football League where, like, coaches are smart. Yes. These guys realize it, right? We saw it with Doug Peterson in that Sunday night football game a couple of years back, uh, and now we're seeing it with the Titans essentially punting on that game on Thursday and this matchup here. Do the right thing. If you're – listen, if if we see these guys for more than a quarter, I think something's wrong. I mean, like it's like you said, it's, there's just no reason in the world. You, you have a one-game season in front of you. You know yep. where it is. Don't do anything. I mean, honestly, too, when you're thinking about it from a preparation standpoint, aren't you not even getting ready for the Texans from a game planning standpoint? Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Like, you should be looking you should at next just, week. It should just be two weeks yeah. of getting ready for Tennessee and then being like, oh, we got to get on a plane. Let's go to Houston real quick. Yeah. We'll play this game uh, and then get right back to getting ready for the Tennessee Titans. This game, the only thing I will say, this game could get comical at the end because if the Texans are actually winning this thing in the fourth quarter, the level of them trying to throw this game is going the, to be incredibly awesome. The level awesome. of tankery yeah, between yeah. the two teams would be great. Yeah, it is going to be fantastic to watch Not because, again, to throw it, this but. could be a franchise-altering win for the Texans if they happen to win this game. Like They need to not win this game so incredibly badly yep. so that they can take whatever to quarterback they want. Like You don't have to, have, to, have to settle for who someone else takes. You get the choice of who you want and who you think is going to change things I mean, for you. I guess – 
if you're Houston, now you don't want to risk it because like it would be Chicago, right? Who moves ahead of them and gets number one? But pick. someone's going to trade. But for, like, right? Yeah. And you don't want to risk the fact that you would miss out. Yeah, someone's going to trade for. Yeah, someone's going to trade Chicago for that pick. Well, Chicago now, but no, but see, now this is the NFL draft stuff. What if Chicago keeps it? Then that's Will Anderson, right? Oh, and then it changes. And then first everything. overall pick, the market just. But, but you could trade down to three and get. Is that, so that's, that's a good oh, point. We, we got a lot of stuff. We got a lot of. You know, we got, we got, it's very, very interesting stuff. Uh, 49ers and the Raiders, this thing all the way up to nine, nine and a half. You were listening yesterday when we were sitting here talking about Derek Carr's bench. Jared Stidham is going to start. Niners can move into the two seed with a win and a Vikings loss if you think that that is going to happen this week. I don't know if they really care all that much about the two seed when you kind of look at your who your who the six and sevens could be. It's not, you know, there's no real difference in, in opponents there. So, uh, I don't know if they care all that much about all that. They're big favorites. They should be big favorites. Jared Stidham, obviously, not not any good. And so, I think this is all appropriate. I don't, I don't want to back the Niners with such a big number because, again, they are a team that already having lost their starting quarterback on the season, having Debo Samuel with being injured and all this, like – they very much understand that they need to try to stay healthy over the last couple of weeks as well. Yeah. So, uh, not a ton to play for for this 49ers team. So, I, I don't, for me, it's just kind of like, you know, they're going to, they're probably going to win. But if they, even if they lost this, it wouldn't like shock me. Yeah. I've actually, I'm kind of entertaining like using the Raiders maybe yeah. in the contest. I, I just, here's the thing too. Stidham, by all accounts, like the, the, the staff really likes Jared Stidham. He mm-hmm. is going to be familiar with this offense. So, for people who think, like, oh man, there might be a drop off, Carr wasn't playing that well. And this is a quarterback who's been in this offensive system for years now, right? right. Going back to his time in New England. So, it's not like there's going to be this massive shift here when it comes to quarterback. Like, I can make the argument that maybe you don't shift the line any much, at, like, between the two, right? Yeah. Given how poorly that Derek Carr had played, I think the change comes in the connection with Devontae Adams, right? Carr had been completely force-feeding Devontae Adams since that loss to the New Orleans Saints. And maybe that cuts into some props that you're looking at for Devontae Adams. Maybe you're looking to play him under, whatever it is. But I think when it comes to the Raiders, like, you can still paint a picture of this team's generally the same team that they were. The quarterback's just different. And I don't know if there's that much of a a difference between the two. So, I was kind of playing with, not from, like, a betting standpoint. Yeah. uh, But, like, a, a contest standpoint. The Raiders are on the short list of plays that I'll probably be on this week. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, they could, in theory, move up to the two seed. But, I mean, the the 6-7 team is going to be Giants, Commanders, Seahawks, Lions. Like, are you caring, really, right. who you play? I mean, I don't I don't think anyone's, like, Throw caring. Throw a hat. Yeah, yeah, I don't think anyone cares all that much, really, when it comes down to it. So, I don't know if it's like, oh, we got to get that. You know, we got to get that two seed. We got to play real hard for that. I don't think that that's probably going to be in play this week for the Niners jets and the Seahawks. As we sit right now, two in favor of the Jets. There's one and a half, oh, one and a half and twos boy. in favor of the jets on the road against the Seahawks. 42 and a half is your total. This is another one of our uh, games that we were talking about JBT, where I have a hold your nose, play a teaser leg because I don't think that this jets team is going to beat anybody at margin. Everyone's making a big deal about Mike White being back for this Jets team. We talked about this earlier in the week, but just to recap re- recap, if you haven't been with us, 62% completion percentage, and he had a good passer grade against the Bears, which is the worst defense in the entire league. Yep. Then he played the Vikings, 64.3. He played the Bills, 66.2. Of all guys with at least 100 snaps in the NFL so far this season at quarterback, he would rank 23rd in EPA plus CPOE, which Whoa. is one of the which is one of the things. So I just I thought he was a franchise. Right. I mean, like it's 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 one of those things where I get it. You get excited because he's just that much better than Zach he's Wilson. Not terrible. Yes, like right. I get it. Like you're that much better than Zach Wilson, but you're 
you're not anything here that is going to make this Jets offense exponentially better. Defense is fine, but, I mean, the Jets offense is, is, is no good. Tyler Lockett, Ken Walker both trending towards playing in this game for the Seahawks, which just makes, I think, the Seahawks side even more attractive in, in this game. So, uh, again, I, I took I took them up to eight. I feel I feel pretty good with that. Yeah, I got the Seahawks on a couple of teaser mm-hmm. legs. Uh, I'll use the Seahawks in the contest, a small money line play on Seattle as well. I just everything that we're talking about. And, and I think that I don't know what's going on with like the betting market when it comes to the New York Jets. Like they became this like in vogue team over the last couple of weeks of the season. Um, and I just don't think that's really played out the way that yeah. a lot of people expected it to. They failed to cover three out of the last four games since it's come around. Uh, they haven't covered consecutive games since their little run where they covered four straight. I think the market just came on too strong with New York, and they've been chasing that ghost ever since. And to your point, too, the evaluation of Mike White, I keep hearing about how great he is. I think people <laughs> just keep thinking about that Chicago game where yeah. he threw three touchdowns against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Since then, to your point, he has not been good. So, no, I think this is the market just doing what it's been doing with New York. Give me Seattle here in you know a lot of different ways, whether it be teasers or money line plays, whatever. I think this is going to be a spot where Seattle gets a win. I'm going to skip ahead a game because I want us to have a little bit more time to talk about this Vikings and Packers game. So we'll go to the Rams and Chargers. Uh, Derwin James did get ruled out with a concussion, so he is not going to play. That being said, that's the plan when asked if Nick Bosa was going to play for the Chargers this week. So Nick Bosa is at least uh, expected to be activated and in the lineup for the Chargers this week. And now you have a defensive line with Bosa on one side and Khalil Mack on the other, and you can't double-team Khalil Mack anymore, so you got to pay attention to Bosa. Like, there, there, are a few, there are a few guys on the defensive side. It's typically a collective, right? But, I mean, there are a few guys on the defensive side of the ball, JVT, I think, that move the needle for us as handicappers, and I think I would probably put Nick Bosa in that category, especially when you consider how successful he's been in the league over the last few years. And he's talking about, he's been playing with horrible pain over the last few years. And now he feels better than he has since he was in college. Yeah. I, I like, I think like, I do wonder how much it impacts like a single game as opposed to like yeah. moving forward and what they're going to do with him snap count wise mm-hmm. or whatever it is. But I, I think that does, if you're looking to buy in on the chargers from a big picture standpoint, I mean, it only buoys your thoughts on, on what it's yep. going to be. But I'll say, I mean, look, you and I brought this up a couple of times throughout the week. Like, the Rams have been like a sneaky, solid bet on team. The market has bottomed out yeah. on them and gotten a little too low. They've covered three out of the last four games. They've won two of them. I, I think the Rams are one of those teams that their offensive floor is always going to be raised because of the coaching staff. And if the market gets too low on them, it's going to be a point where it's time to buy in. If this gets like that full seven or seven and a half, I think that, that, that if it gets seven and a half, I'll be in on the Rams. Say that. Oh, seven yeah. and a half, I'd be in hard. Yeah. And I think at full seven, I would still come in on yes. the Rams as well. I just don't trust the offense here for the Chargers. They have not been able to figure out how to consistently put together multiple drives that are they're successful. I think Lombardi is just one of the worst play callers and certain, certainly worst sequencers there is in all of the NFL. We'll talk that Vikings, Packers game, Steelers, Ravens, and quick thoughts on the Monday night showdown between the Bills and Bengals that everybody is looking forward to. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the exactly. olympics he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Countdown to 2023 is upon us. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbooks got you covered. Bet Rivers, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day is going to give you profit boost. You go in on December 31st, you're going to get 22% on the Bet Rivers app or at betrivers.com. Then, Log in again on the first. You get a 23% profit boost on any qualifying wager. Not one, but two profit boosts. It's a whole new game over at Bet Rivers. We are sitting 34 to 28 in the fourth quarter. Two minutes and six seconds left as Pitt has taken the lead over UCLA. Fourth and one. Here for Pitt, I imagine. Are they just going to try to draw them off sides or something? Can I say really quickly? No, they're not. They're they're going for it, it. and they didn't get it. It was a fumble that got picked up, and now UCLA gets the ball back. So they finally do this. But here's the thing, okay? Mm -hmm. And, like, this is the topic. A six-point lead in football is a useless lead. Yes. It is a one-score game. And, again, it's a bowl game. I get it. It's fine. UCLA's on their backup quarterback now. Uh, Pride of Las Vegas and Bishop Gorman High School. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, I believe, might be injured. Uh, regardless, right? Yeah, I think you went down with an injury. So, like, you're on your backup still. Now UCLA has two minutes yeah. to go downfield and just get a touchdown. Do they have such a garbage kicker that they won't attempt a 44-yarder? Because, like, I don't – I don't. Well, that's uh, the thing. It's the weird thing with, like, the, this coaching staff is, like, the way they pick and choose. They just kicked consecutive, like, 30-yard field goals. It was, like, 30 and 27 yards. Yeah. And then now they're like, now nah, we got to go for this. Yeah, yeah. Let's leave it at six. Right. Yeah, you should have yeah. gone for yeah, it yeah. when you were in the end, when you were in the red zone. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, let's uh, – 
Let's close things out here. Uh, Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers. This is the other straight side I have in my account, and at least I have the good good side of this one, the good number on this one. I took the Vikings at plus three and a half. We've got a total of about 47 and a half in this one. Christian Watson did not practice all week long for this Packers squad, JVT. He says that if he feels good enough on game day, he'll still play, and apparently yeah. they will let him go. But, I mean, hey, it's a rookie wide receiver with a hip injury. I'm not a too good yeah, rookie yeah. wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, you know, one of those things where I'm like, okay, that's that's not good for this team. Then you got to look at this Packers three game win streak, and yeah, I know it's it's a, yeah, I know you know we knew it was going to happen the second they didn't. That's get hilarious. It. UCLA just ripped off like a massive run. They're already at the pit thirty yard line. So if they lose, this is this is hilarious. The the Packers three game win streak in which I guess everybody has decided that they're good all of a sudden against the Bears, yes. the Rams, and then the Dolphins team that was carving them up until the quarterback got concussed. So, if we look back to last week in the Dolphins, a team with a pulse on offense, right? This is the first half drives. 52-yard drive, field goal. 84-yard drive, touchdown. They did have a punt mixed in there. 62-yard drive, touchdown, field goal. And then uh, Mostert, they get to midfield, and then Mostert fumbles at midfield. So, like, they were driving again, right? They were about to be on the other side of the 50-yard line yet again. And so, then they come out, look like complete garbage in the second half. We come to find out that the quarterback was concussed, right? And so... Now we have an offense coming in in the Minnesota Vikings that is actually good and can move the ball and has a really good playmaker. And by the way, you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago whenever whenever everyone was kind of bringing up this whole, oh, you know, you, you take away a team's best player. Ball. Justin Jefferson cannot be taken away. No. Like, like he, he is that good. They put him in so many different spots on the field. He runs so many different routes in the route tree. He can he – can, He'll take a screen. He'll take one 25 yards down the field. And, it doesn't matter. And even though he's slight, he makes contested catches yeah. as better than or as on par with some of the best in the National Football League. And if we start at week 10 for this Packers team, they are bottom half of – so one of the things we were holding on to as far as hope for this Packers team, you know, will they be better, was that the defense was playing good. Well, yep. since week 10, they're in the bottom half overall in the NFL from a defensive standpoint, and they're dead last in DVOA against the run – over the over the entire season and in that shorter time span as well. So now we're looking at a team that comes in with Dalvin Cook. If you look at his yardage over the course of the season, his mean yardage, 73.9 per game, his median at 77. So you've got a guy that's you know pretty good for 70 yards a game, any way you look at it, coming in against the dead last DVOA team in the NFL. I'm catching over a field goal here. I think what we've had – is a little bit of a win streak for a team against some bad teams and a guy and a team that had their quarterback concussed who went in and turned the ball over every single time they got it in the second half, which let them stay in the game and win. By the way, a slim margin, I might add, to win. Yep. It, was, it was a slim margin. I guess we're getting this whole thing, same we were talking about with Brady. It's like an Aaron Rodgers overreaction, I think, an Aaron Rodgers boost. I'll, I'll take the fight. Look, I understand the defense is bad, but this is not a Green Bay offense that's high-powered either. It's not like they are one that's going to go out there and just completely expose what Minnesota's putting out there. I think the other side of a field goal is too much. There are still some three-and-a-halves available rest of country out there if you did want to take that on them, but it is a uh, majority of places move to an expensive three. Um, I am in agreement with everything you're talking about here with the, when it comes to the Green Bay Packers. This is like the you, you talk about the buy-low spots or, mm -hmm. or sell-high, whatever. Mm -hmm. This is a sell-high, buy-low, I think, situation mm -hmm. kind of coming together. Um, look, I, even when we talk about like diminished home field and whatnot, like this Packers team is not this much better on a power rating standpoint than yeah. the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Um, and that's what this number would tell you. This isn't a, Hey, it's at home. Just give them three points. Like, no, like that's not the case. 
and I get it. Like, if you want to paint the big picture of this Vikings team and how, you know, you don't think this is sustainable in the one-score games, whatever, that's fine. A lot of that has to do with that defense. This offense is still extremely elite. Mm-hmm. It's still going to be able to, I think, operate at a high level. To your point about Justin Jefferson, everything stands. Uh, I would agree with you. You know, look, I used the Vikings in the contest last week, mm-hmm. uh, laying four, and they didn't get there. Obviously, they win by a field goal. Vegas knew. Um, and <laughs> I, I think here, talking about in the underdog role against a team that I think they match up well with, Give me Minnesota. Yeah, I mean this. It's like again, I can't get past this. The the run defense here for for the Packers has been so incredibly bad, and yep. you're coming in with this two headed monster with with Cook and Madison. Where look, you're going to get a run, 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 and the next thing you know, Justin Jefferson's going to pop one for 30, 40 yards. I mean, I, I I just don't see I just don't see how this thing got on the other side of a field goal. And look, it seems like people are agreeing with us. It's coming down to the three yep. at this point. You know, it's coming off of this, and so. Uh, three and a half still available rest of country for you guys out there. If you do want to take advantage of that, our last Sunday game is the Steelers and the Ravens two and a half in favor of the Ravens. 35 is your total. It is not going to be Lamar. It is going to be Tyler Huntley. And with that, we have our final leg of our hold your nose, stinky teaser week. And this is it. I'm going to take the Steelers up to eight and a half against this Ravens team with Tyler Huntley, who has not been able to really do anything on the offensive side of the ball since he's taken over at quarterback. He just doesn't operate it the same as Lamar. He doesn't present the same uh, threats that Lamar does. And with all of that, I think we see a gross, disgusting, ugly game here that, what do you think? Uh, 17-13 seems very reasonable in a game like this, right? Or whatever, you know, so uh, I'm, I, I think that this is, you know, one of the better teaser legs I've – or the one of the ones I feel most confident about in a long time is just taking the eight and a half of the Steelers in a game where I don't think either team's going to have much success. Nope. And it's not a game we're going to love watching on Sunday night. But, hey, look, it's uh, you're going to be coming off of your, your, your hangover anyway, so you don't want to drink. So it, it'll be fine. Like, you just kind of, like, sit there and take in the bad football, and maybe that'll sober you up a little bit. Uh, no, I mean, everything in, uh, I would agree with it. There are teaser legs that I've included a couple of times as well. Um, and I think, too, with Pittsburgh, they've been getting better defensively now that they're getting healthier. Uh, and I, t- Tyler Huntley, is just been, he's going to keep you in this game, given everything mm-hmm. we know. So I would say I agree. I would also say congratulations to Pitt for blowing this game, 35-34. But it's good. they're going to cover. They're going to cover. So it's all there good. It is. There just it is. saying, again, they're going to cover. In the grand scheme of things, for those who think that a six-point lead is the thing, yeah. it's not. No, it's not. It actually forces – it actually forces the team to be aggressive. Oh, yeah, it does. So, uh, since you're going to be in here on Monday, I do want to get your thoughts on, on the Bills and Bengals. As we sit right now, point, point and a half in favor of Buffalo. Uh, of course, the big total there at 49 and a half. Looks like we're going to have perfect weather in Cincinnati. It doesn't look like everything's going to be moved out of there. It's going to be like 50 degrees, so yep. it'll be it'll be perfectly fine. We don't have to worry about any of the, the nonsense that we've seen in the Midwest over the last couple of weeks. So uh, what do you see here in Bills, Bengals? Well, I well, I see a team that I think is the best team in the AFC, in the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I do. Mm-hmm. I, the, Joe Burrow has been great. Lyle Collins is a loss along the offensive line, but it's not one to the impact of what we're talking about with Philadelphia, right, mm-hmm. and their loss along the offensive line. Yeah, well, still, he had actually been all that great this Right, year. that's yeah, the yeah. thing. So it's a loss, but it's yeah. it's still like one where it's it, you can overcome yeah. it for when it comes to losing Lyle Collins. I think this Bills team, as we've discussed many times, they have failed to cover six out of the last nine games because the market still, I think, deems them as this team. I mean, look, this line tells you that there is a gap between them, Mm -hmm. right, and the other contenders would-be contenders uh, in the AFC. I just don't believe that to be the case. So I know that with a high total, you're talking about, you know, it can be a little bit more volatile, so teasing those up aren't as valuable. But I think including the Bengals as a teaser leg or an option, I think just betting them on the money line uh, is the option to really go with. 
if you're talking about this game. But I, I think the Bengals win this game. I think they are the better team, to be quite honest. With I, you. I'm with you, brother. I think that this is – I bet them on the money line, and I will probably have them so long as we can still find one and a half uh, available – I'll probably put him in with at least that Steelers leg. Tell really this is the first like. Monday night game in a long time that I've been excited for. Yeah, oh. Monday night game has not; they haven't been great. So you, I've, I'm in. You and me both. I got a bad number on Cardinals plus three and a half. Unfortunate quarterback situation there. I got Vikings plus three and a half uh, this week, and then I have Browns, Seahawks, Steelers, um, and then one other one other leg of this kind of teaser round robin thing that's going on. This week. So getting all those stinky teams up to eight, eight and a half. Yeah. Bears team total over. Yeah. Seahawks, Dolphins, Bengals, um, the Steelers. Dolphins, that's the other one. Yeah. Yes. All of them teased up to certain degrees altogether and uh, also took the Heat plus five tonight and laid two with the Trailblazers. There you go. Some NBA right at the buzzer. Good luck on all your bets here. NFL week 17. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.